and welcome to the first and ten award show for the twenty twenty two NFL season. I'm Ollie once again hosting, joined by Dave, of course. Dave, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. How are you? That's good. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. I, I was very excited by the return of Kick Tac Toe at the weekend. Um, <laughs> only to realise they didn't show it live. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it was it was a weekend of ups and downs, but uh, Eli Manning's one and know as head coach, so uh, at least I can take that from the weekend. It just gets uh, it done Miles, in the big games, doesn't he? Oh, you always do the ones that really matter. Clutch. Um, Miles also once again joining us. Miles, how are you doing, mate? Uh, I'm good. I didn't watch any Pro Bowl because, yeah, I was just not on it, and I was quite busy over the weekend as well. But I'm good. I'm good. Just looking forward to diving into the fantasy tape and stuff in a, in a few weeks, like a nerd. That sounds incredibly exciting. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure someone will join you, Ash, once again with us. Ash, how are you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. I've kind of just got over World Cup weekend now. Sort of calmed down a little bit more, but it's still it's still raw, mate. It's still raw. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, I want to say I don't know how you feel. Uh, your team had actual expectations, so... I, I don't know if I do know how you feel, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> all, all I can offer is a shoulder to cry. Um, Thanks, mate. That that's enough. That's enough for me. That's good. <clears throat> I, I can't offer much more. Um, well, we'll get into the winners um, as opposed to talk about the Chargers podcast. Um, <laughs> so we we'll start off with our first awards, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Dave, do you have any favourites going into this one? Um. I think this was a. I think this was quite a tough one. I don't think there was anyone that was like really sort of stood out from the crowd too much. But I think there was sort of lots of good players to say. I think a couple of the wide receivers for me were the ones that really stood out. Um, I mean Wilson and Alave. But um, yeah, I think this was one of the tougher ones of all of them to pick because I think. I mean, we we were speaking a little bit before we started recording about Brock Purdy, and I mean, I don't think any of us really believe he was the offensive rookie of the year, but we sort of went with the. Um, nominations that the NFL had and then like and any other sort of uh, thing but um yeah I wasn't I wasn't keen on the Brock Purdy <laughs> chat um or that he was even re- a real contender but uh yeah for me it was probably one of the wide receivers that come down to <clears throat> um Kenneth Walker obviously had a great season but um yeah for me it was sort of Wilson or Alave that really sort of stood out yeah yes fair enough um I, I mean for me it was really tight between Wilson and Walker um like they both had great seasons. I think for me, Wilson just slight edged it mainly just because of quarterback problems the Jets were having all year. Um, I don't know, Miles, was that a factor for yourself when you were voting on this one? Um, yeah, I thought that you know, I, I really like uh Kenneth Walker and like you know, I, I drafted him where I could in fantasy and stuff like that, but Garrett Wilson proved to be as a rookie quarterback proof, so I, ju- I just felt like that was that for me is you know to transition from college to the NFL and switch between multiple QBs, none of whom are very impressive at all. I think that is just fantastic. So yeah, he he was my pick for rookie offensive rookie of the year. Uh, Ash, any surprises? A surprise pick from yourself? Um, the surprise is that Alave is actually not on the actual NFL honors list for offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> Because they've obviously put Wilson, Walker and Brock Purdy down at the NFL Honours Awards. Um, Obviously, we could vote for other players, but I'm shocked that Alave wasn't in it, considering he played two less games than Wilson. He had, I think it was 10 less receptions, and then he finished with 60 or 70 less yards than Wilson. So he played two games less, and he put pretty much more yards per game than Wilson did, and he wasn't nominated. So I was pretty shocked, to be honest, with that Alave didn't have the nomination for um, that offensive rookie in the honours. But for our one, um, I did actually vote for him, not not knowing that he's won, but he was definitely nominated in ours. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's um, that brings me to the announcement of who did win. Um, it was Garrett Wilson. A very impressive performance. I... Does it like that? I think that's for me. I don't, I don't know if it's the same across the board, but the struggles at quarterback for the Jets, 
Obviously, Alave, he, he wasn't exactly having, you know, Patrick Mahomes throwing to him or anything. But Andy Dalton, solid quarterback, and James Winston for the limited amount of time that he played as well. Like, he had experienced players throwing in the ball. Garrett Wilson, on the other hand, was doing it with a really poor Zach Wilson and Mike White. I mean, and obviously Joe Flacco for that one game. Um, but yeah, like incredible performance from a rookie to be able to get that kind of performance out of such poor quarterback play. I think that really yeah. was what stood out to me. I think um, um, I think what was hard with this one was I think a lot of them did their best work like in the first half of the season, maybe. You know, I think I think down the stretch, no one really sort of pulled away like quite often happens in these awards where someone sort of makes it their own over the second half. I don't think that really happened this year. Um, yeah, okay. well, I guess you kind of expect that with rookies that they take a bit of time to get going. But I, but then there's also that argument of, oh, they don't play this many games in college, so they're experiencing burnout towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's all just, you know, talk and there's no real actual science to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if they just if this happens when it happens and no one really knows. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, on to the defensive side of the ball. We've got for the uh, for the rookie of the year. We've got Source Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, and Tariq Woolen as the nominees. Miles, do you have a standout from these three? Source, absolutely, it was Source. Like I just, he was my favorite defensive player coming out of college. Um, in that in that class, um, and I really like that Cincinnati team. But yeah, he was just like I don't know, man. There was something about Sauce, man. He was just he wouldn't let he wouldn't let anyone play him. Like he was just like for a for a rookie coming out of college again, not playing in the the toughest conference. I thought maybe they picked him a bit too high. Like I had a lot of confidence in him, but I didn't think he'd go fourth overall. I didn't think he would, you know have the amazing season that he did I thought he'd be good but he has exceeded my high expectations and yeah definitely my pick for defensive rookie of the year just thought he was he just transferred transferred his college form straight into the NFL which when you're taking that much of a step up is really really impressive and yeah nothing but compliments for Source Gardner yeah I definitely agree with you there Miles um I mean, for me, it was more his ability just to lock a receiver down, which I personally believe he did more times than Woolen, just if you're directly comparing the two quarterbacks, which for me is where the conversation is. Um, Ash, did you see something similar in terms of, obviously Tariq Woolen had quite a few interceptions, but Source Gardner was really locking down the NFL's elite receivers. Um, Yeah, I... I agree to some points. I think, to be honest, any of these guys were worthy winners of it. Um, I think Aiden Hutchinson had a good year. Um, to have three interceptions is just madness for an edge player. Um, and Source, I totally agree. I think that him coming out of Cincinnati, there was debate whether, obviously, he hadn't done it in sort of, say, like the SEC or something. He hasn't been locking down top quality wide receivers. He's come over to the Jets and he's bossed it. He's been, he's probably the star name over the course on defensive. So I wouldn't be surprised if he actually does get this on NFL honors night. Um, But I actually had Woolen just because of the shock really he's come up. We knew about his speed, but to be drafted that late and to be able to do what he did for Seattle um, with them, six interceptions, he's had two fumble recoveries and, we're in a game of turnovers on defense that it really does matter if you can intercept and, um, you know, get, get the ball back for the offense. So for me, it was more, I had him as probably more of a surprise than anything. Cause obviously we expected things from source and, and Aiden Hutchinson because they were such high picks. Whereas Woolen, we weren't expecting the sort of caliber of play that we got out of him. Um, and Seattle must be absolutely rubbing rubbing their hands with what they've got out of him from season one. So long may it continue. He does remind me of uh, Trayvon Diggs a little bit from um, Cowboys, just where he's so like sometimes he, he like he might lose coverage or something, but he kind of just gets his head back, gets a hand in there, and to come away with six interceptions this year is, is phenomenal. So that's why I had him. But I can I could understand it being any of them three. To be fair. Yeah, absolutely. And Dave, did Aiden Hutchinson factor into this conversation for you, or was it just about the two corners here? 
Um, I, like for me, it was the corners, but I think Hutchinson, especially as the season went on, I think he just tread more and more, just really got into these games and really started really affecting things. But yeah, for me, I'll vote for I'll vote for Source as well. Um, but yeah, I think Woolen was the. I think anytime you get a fifth rounder nominated for this sort of award is just a huge win. It doesn't even matter whether he wins it. It's just such a massive win for Seahawks and Woolen himself to be drafted that late and then be one of the seen as one of the best three sort of rookies of the year. And that's other ball. That's it's just a huge, huge, huge win, isn't it? And for them going forward. Well, yeah, clearly both Seahawks and Jets hitting out the park with their draft classes right off the bat. Um, The winner for our Defensive Rookie of the Year as a whole was Source Gardner. Um, I guess it's not too much surprise considering the conversation here, but um, apologies, Ash, you are are voted on that one. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, a a very close conversation. I believe, uh, obviously, Ross was voting for all the Seahawks as well. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it's a very tight conversation. And and as you said, they're, they're all very much deserved to be in that conversation, unlike Brock Purdy. And on to <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year um, across the board. So our nominees for this one are Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, Chris Jones and Hassan Raddick. Very defensive line heavy. Um, Ash, are there any linebackers or defensive backs who you feel like are missing out on this one? Um, off the top of my head, not really. I mean, Chris Jones had a great season. Um yeah. I was I was a big advocate for um, Simmons, um, defensive lineman from Tennessee, at the beginning of the season. I had him actually as a bet for defensive player of the year, which didn't materialise, but he had a great season. Um, off the top of my head, I think that them guys are probably the best um, that are actually up for it. I had Hassan Riddick um, in my vote. I think Bosa will win it, um, but Riddick, again, just from what, it, it amazes me that how Arizona let this guy go, considering if they were trying to stand him up as a linebacker and you can just see what he does as an edge rusher is just phenomenal. So they just absolutely dropped the ball, letting him go to the Eagles. And for the season he's put together coming over from free agency, and it's not easy when you transition from one team to another to have so such a big impact in that year one. Um, and what he's done this year is just, well, it's just absolutely phenomenal. So that's why I had him. He got his, he's got his team to the Super Bowl as well. He was a massive cog to get that team to the Super Bowl. So I had him, but I, I think Bosa will probably win it on NFL on his night. He'll probably win it from our votes, maybe. Um, but that, them guys that you've mentioned are probably the, the key players, I think, for, for this defensive uh, nominees. Absolutely. Um, and Dave, is there a standout here for you? Obviously, Michael Parsons gets a lot of talk. He's very much the guy on that defence, whereas Nick Bosa, more so the best player on the best defence. Does that factor into the conversation here for you? Yeah, this this was such a hard one. I think um, when you look at the votes, or not, this was the most split one of all of them, I think. Um, I did vote Parsons, mainly for sort of what you just said there, where Bosa just part of a great defense, and that's not like a knock on him or anything. But yeah, I think Parsons, when you just watch that Cowboys team, he he is that defense almost, isn't he? He's sort of he's just such a huge part of that game, their game plan, and everything that defense does well feels like it comes through him somewhere. And um, yeah, I just couldn't look past that really. But yeah. I think I think all of these players are sort of worthy winners of this award, and it's sort of nice to see some different names here because it just feels like the Aaron Donald Award for. God knows how long, and you know, just the odd player like TJ Watts that have been around there for a while, and obviously JJ before that, and uh, it's sort of nicely some sort of fresher names in there, which is uh, for for once it hasn't really felt like that for a while. Well, it's interesting looking back at our predictions for the start of the season. Mm. There's no, there's no <laughs> TJ Watt here. There's no Aaron Donald. There's no Max Crosby. Miles, um, is this a particularly surprising lineup to you? I mean, obviously. These are all big names, but they're not necessarily the names that we associate here. Um, I mean, I, I, I think because again, as we were saying, it's you know been that Aaron Donald award for ages, and I actually had Aaron Donald at the start of the season as my defensive player of the year, just because he's you know well up until this se- this season has been unplayable. Um, so yeah, it's nice to see 
these guys up there, I would say is, I guess it's not actually surprising, but again, we're just used to it being somebody else. And I think I voted for Parsons pretty much for the same reasons as Dave just said. Like, I do think that player for player, Bosa might actually be better, but looking at the impact Parsons has on his own, instead of Bosa being part of a really, really good team, is I think Parsons' impact just appears to be bigger. So that's why I've gone with Parsons. And I think also because of his age, it's just like he's just surprisingly good for his age. He hasn't really needed much time, you know. Even last season, he was just phenomenal and he's just again and again just doesn't really seem to slow down and it's quite a scary matchup when you see him on the other side of the ball and again he doesn't need to directly touch the ball or tackle someone to have an impact because he occupies so many blockers that it just frees up other people on his team and or it puts too much pressure on the QB to and he makes an error or something like that and I just think that <laughs> yeah that's that's why he's got my vote Absolutely fair enough. Um, I I did also personally predict Miles Garrett at the start of the season, but I guess it's quite difficult to win an award after your own teammates start accusing you of stat padding. So <laughs> I kind of put himself out there on that one. Um, our winner for this award was Nick Bosa. Um, I I I guess against the podcast vote, but within the vote of including Ross and Josh. Um, but yeah, it, like. Nick Bosa, I, I don't think you know anyone's going to begrudge him oh, of winning that. No, no. It's, yeah, it was like some great players there, but yeah. Nick Bosa, our winner as a whole, and I'm glad that we can all agree on that. Um, on to offensive player of the year. This is a, specifically a non-quarterback award, just to make sure the other guys get their shine outside of the MVP because we all know they have no chance of that. Um. So the nominees for this one, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Travis Kelsey. Uh, uh, Dave, any names immediately jumping out to you? I mean, this to me, this one was really easy. Um, not to say the other four didn't have really good seasons, and I think Kelsey has a shot at this every year just because of the player he is and bit like Gronk did back in the day, where he probably should have won this award more than he ever... I'm not sure Gronk won this award, did he? I can't even remember now. Um, but for me, it was Justin Jefferson. He was just so far ahead of everyone else. He was he like, he like was just incredible. And every time he touched the ball, it felt like he did something amazing. And he was just so good on... What's a decent offence, but not... I mean, Cousins is fine, but I don't think anyone thinks Cousins is spectacular. But I think he sort of probably earns... Cousins a few quid, um, <laughs> you know, like he, like he is just incredible, and he's still so young, which is a, uh, I think the crazy thing about him, he is so good and just so young, and yeah, just uh, yeah, I love Jefferson. <laughs> I can watch him every single week. Yeah, for me, and absolutely same for me as well. Um, his route running is just incredible. Like that, that for me is what's so amazing to watch. Obviously. He has that incredible grab where he somehow steals it off the defender with one hand, completely out of control of the rest of his body. But yeah, it is, it is for me when he is running routes and he just has so much control and he's just toying with defenders. It's just that's what's really incredible to watch. Um, did anyone else get a look in for you? I nearly went with Saquon. I really did. And I went with Jefferson in the end, but I think. The impact Saquon Barkley had this this year was like again he was the whole offense basically like when you know running the ball so well just helped the play action and the deep pass so much and you know Danny Dimes is not the best quarterback and I know I'm sorry to slate your guys but your wide receiver group isn't fantastic either and I think a lot of the a lot of them getting open was down to the threat of Saquon Barkley being on the field and knowing that if he gets it, you need you need an extra body in the box, maybe two. So, um, but I did just go with Justin Jefferson in the end because I just think like again he had a couple games where he was like bracketed and shut out, but he is just again route running. It just seems to get free and shake any defender. Great hands, great speed. He's just you know, and then. You know the, the that freak catch against Buffalo. It's just, it's he's basically a real life cheat code, and players like that you can't really overlook them. So 
yeah, he got my vote, but honourable mention to Saquon because he was he was special this year. Absolutely fair enough. Um, Ash, need I ask the question? Uh, not really. No, I had Justin Jefferson at the beginning of the season, and I had Justin Jefferson at the end of the season. Um, I think that he was unanimous winner. Really, to be honest, the other guys, like Dave mentioned, they all put in great seasons for their teams. Um, but I think if you took Kelsey out of the Chiefs, Mahomes still gets it done. Jacobs, Barkley, you would say they've had they had really good seasons, but we have seen better like Derek Henry season and stuff that <laughs> running backs have put up. Um, and Tyreek Hill, if you took him out, they still have Waddle. Whereas Jefferson really is that whole offense. Um, he makes Cousins better. He makes the running game better. He makes that whole team better. So I personally think that Jefferson is deserved winner for the... Even though he, he goes missing for week 16 of the Fantasy Championship, uh, <laughs> he was definitely Offensive Player of the Year in my eyes. I did almost put him in the well, uh, Fantasy Flop just for that reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you were certainly correct on the, on the use of the word unanimous, Ash, because this is our first unanimous winner of the group. Um and yeah, completely deserved. I don't think there's any real question of this, and there's a reason why he's also nominated for our next award, whilst none of the other guys are, which is of course the MVP, the one that really matters. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and of course Justin Jefferson nominated for this one. Um, Miles. Who are you liking the look of out of this lineup? Paddy Mahomes. And that's yeah. that, I mean that's that's it's I don't really need to go into much detail. I will try and say a bit, but again, he's had he's put up stupid numbers this year, especially after losing Tyreek Hill. And I just think <laughs> that this year was him saying, Look, I you I will do whatever with whoever, it's fine. I still, and again, like, as was previous said, um, without Kelsey, I still think he's a, he's he has a great season. I still think, you know, they make it to the playoffs and probably the Super Bowl as well. Um, but yeah, he's just, you know, he doesn't need he doesn't need super elite guys. They drafted a wide receiver for him, and they wasn't really good enough, and it didn't really it didn't really cause any problems. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's Mahomes the whole way. I think nobody's really been close this year for me. Absolutely fair enough. Ash, any argument from yourself? No, I had uh, Patrick Mahomes as well for this. He was the only one that went over 5,000 yards this year. Um, and he was in a different league within touchdowns. I mean, 41 touchdowns is just it's just crazy numbers, really. For I know that you, you've, you have seen better numbers in regards to touchdowns like that Peyton Manning season, but with how everyone else in this vote um, all the other nominations, he was just really the clear, the clear winner for me. Um, Hertz put in a hell of a season, but it wasn't quite my home standard. He only put in the the twenty two on in the air. Obviously, put more on the ground, but that that one yard rush on the goal line doesn't is not enough for me to run that in six seven times to beat Patrick Mahomes to the MVP award. So yeah, Paddy Mahomes for it for sure. Right, enough. Uh, Dave, any more comments necessary on on this one? I really wish I could put a case forward for someone else, to be honest, but he was just so good in Mahomes. He was just... But like, what, what's so amazing about it? it? It barely even got mentioned how good he was playing at times, you know? It just... I think a bit like Brady back in the day and, you know, like all these other players that are just so good where it's just sort of expected. You just don't even really think much of it, even when he's doing... Mm. Just incredible things. It doesn't even really like get noticed at all. And it's amazing. Yeah, I really wish I could put a case forward for someone else. And you know, like I just can't. <laughs> like Je- Jefferson, as amazing as he was, is never going to win it against this Patrick Mahomes season. I don't think. Fair enough. Um, heartfelt condolences to Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson. We together made this award the opposite of Super Bowl 54 because it was incredibly J-high. Um, the unanimous winner, Patrick Mahomes, takes this one. And, yeah, I, that's... Uh, what more do you really need to say? Obviously, Jalen Hurts best, played incredibly well. Took the Eagles to the number one seed. 
But if you're just looking at who was the most valuable player to their team, hence the name of the award, mm. it's got to be Mahomes and there's no other conversation, really. <laughs> On to our next award, Fantasy Flop of the Year. Um, plenty of good contenders for this one. We've got Russell Wilson, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift and Kyle Pitts. Personally, I mean, maybe it's just based on how many leagues I had him in. I was going for Russell Wilson on this one. He, he let me down in several of them. Ash, does anyone particularly let you down out of this group? Um, they were all pretty frustrating to own, I have to say. I own, across all of my leagues, I own all of these guys other than Swift. Um, but Swift is one of them ones where if you own him in fantasy football, you've got so he, he's such a talent, but he just gets ciphers on the goal line by Jamal Williams all the time that it would be so frustrating to own Swift. I'm glad I don't own him. Um, but this season, just because he was either the one or the two pick, you would probably say Jonathan Taylor um, was probably the flop, mainly injury related in some respects. And Frank Reich just wasn't using him correctly as well, I don't believe, this year. That O-line was pretty banged up. But, yeah, Jonathan Taylor was probably, for me, the the bust just because of how high people took him. Yeah, absolutely fair enough. Um, Dave, have you got any particular standouts who cost, who cost you this year? Yeah, mainly because of what Ash has said about Taylor, sort of mainly being because of injury. Like, Mama's pits. He was just... Even when he was he was playing, you, you couldn't you couldn't even start him, and he, like how high he went. Oh god, he was so frustrating. Oh god, it's flashbacks to like having to pick between him and just some absolute bum you picked up on the waivers. Oh, so frustrating. Yeah, Carl Pitts for me. Ugh. Absolutely fair enough. Marcin, to enjoy that one. Uh, any any shared Carl Pitts? Um, yeah, there? I I had him in our. Um, in our podcast league and I thought like because I think who was was it Ash or or maybe it was Josh somebody took Andrews and Kelsey back to back oh that was me yeah and I was just like are you having a lot I, I honestly I nearly I nearly launched my phone out the window and I, I couldn't believe that happened I was absolutely lit I was actually like actively swearing in my room I could not believe that had just happened and so I was like Do you know what I do like Kyle Pitts, and he's on a team that is going to be playing from behind a lot. They're surely going to throw it a lot. He's obviously a good check down option. I'm just going to take Kyle Pitts. He was, you know, he was the third QB. I was going to pick him over Kittle, and you know, I was like, okay, this is this is risky, but it's fine. It was not fine, and I was really annoyed. But he still wasn't my fantasy flop. It was mine was Taylor, who luckily I don't have anywhere. Because I thought he was being drafted too high. He was the 101 in redraft. And I was just thinking, why? Like, McCaffrey is, in PPR, McCaffrey is just a cheat code. And he still, you know, carries it a lot. And I just thought, you know, and then you've got Justin Jefferson. And I just, yeah, I wasn't sold on on um, on Taylor as as the number one overall in, in one QB redraft leagues. But it happened. And yeah, so for me... It was Taylor. I am absolutely livid about Pitts because I only had him in one league and I was really excited. I was like, finally, I've got a Pitts share. Like, this is so fun. And I kind of was forced into it because I did want Kelsey or Andrews, but as my tight end. But I was like, okay, Pitts, that could be fun. Wasn't fun. Hated it. So thank you, Ash. (laughs) You failed to predict the Marcus Mariota running performance of a lifetime. And I mean, clearly that was the best way for the offense to go. There was no, no, no way that passing to the two amazing receivers they had, yeah, it's just oh any better. Um, oh. Do you, do you see it going much better next year with Desmond Ritter? It has to because simply, yeah. simply because <laughs> the, the bar has been set so low. I just, I, yeah, and I don't know. I think you know, I don't know if they draft a QB now. I, I personally would just see what you have with Ritter and then. There's still a good class next year, so, but you know we'll see. But I, it has to get better. It might not be great. It might not even be good. But it will be better than the, you know, terrible, terrible waste. You know, like I can't remember what game it was, and I brought it up on the podcast, 
And I think it was like in the final drive, they were losing and they had Kyle Pitts blocking on fourth and 10. <laughs> He's one of your best receivers and you got him pass blocking. Like just on a, on a, on a must, you must get your 10 plus yards on this play and you've got your best receiver or second best if it's not Drake London. You've got your, one of your top two receivers blocking. It's just, it was just a travel and it literally cannot get worse than that. It can't. It Think just about cannot. How did, how did Arthur Smith not get nominated for the uh, next awards? <laughs> really, like, with that sort of stuff. I like, think uh, with with Miles saying that, I think I might change my vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think <laughs> I need to change mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, d- d- I I don't know. Is it too late to change? I I mean, I'm happy to have a late uh, <laughs> a late reboot. <laughs> as long as you're counting them, I'm happy. Yeah, um, it's fine by me. We'll have a joint yes. winner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on to the so the winner of the fantasy flop um, was Jonathan Taylor um, to be honest I, f- I feel like I might have been the only one who didn't vote for him um, but I, in my defence I was thinking this of this as an actual flop award I, I don't know in, I guess in my head I was thinking well Taylor got injured so technically he's not a flop he just got injured but then I guess in terms of fantasy mm. it's the same for the same difference I don't know um, it's whatever you oh, want it oh, to be. <laughs> exactly. I'll stop defending myself and move on. Um, on to the Hugh Jackson Awards, uh, going to the worst coach of the year. We have Matt Eberflus, Mike McCarthy, Josh McDaniels, and Todd Bowles as the nominees. Not even nominated on Arthur Smith. Yeah, but, um, and he didn't even get in, in any other vote. I can't believe this. This was tough to come up the nominations for because I went with just the uh, what the NFL had decided on most of the others, but um, this had to come up my own. and it was hard. There was most of the coaches that should have got fired did get fired, really. So it was sort of quite hard to uh, really come up with this one. But you know, it was, we, we, I mean, you fought against one one of the nominations who may have won. Um, well, previously <laughs> had won until about two minutes ago. Um, but yeah, this, this was a tough one to come up with. Well, this is so. My understanding of the award was the head coach who is lucky to still be in a job. Yeah, basically, that's what we always call. So it. when I saw, so when I saw Josh McDaniels on the list, I thought, well, hang on, he's only been there a year. That might be a bit harsh, but I—I I mean, spoilers. Clearly, I was <laughs> in the wrong there. Um, Dave, did you particularly fancy him ahead of the rest? No, I, I went for Todd Bowles for ruining my last season of watching Tom Brady throw a football. <laughs> um, what a dreadful man! Should be fired and. Everything to do with the Bucks now, I do despise, um, including him. So uh, yeah, Todd Bowles got my vote, but you know, I am happy to change that to Arthur Smith, like right now. Um, well, to be fair, if we get to enough changes to Arthur Smith, we might be able to push him over the line. Ash, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, there was there was some pretty bad coaching this year. A few of the guys obviously got got released already. Um, Ron Rivera, I still think, is lucky to be in a job. I think that they stumbled their way to the amount of wins they did because a coach that didn't know they got eliminated a week before they got eliminated from the playoffs in the, on the press conference deserves to be in the worst coach of the year award, to be honest. Um, so there's there's a, there was probably, I would probably add him. Um, Todd Bowles, yeah, is, is, is another one. I can't even remember, I think, who I voted for, to be honest, because it was quite tough to say who was really bad because to be honest the, the coach the two coaches that got dismissed in season Reich and um Matt Rawl were probably the worst two. So I guess Reich has now is in a job. So you know he could uh I mean he could he could have a late vote even though he's been in a job for about three days. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean for me personally it's a tough one. Miles obviously for myself, I found myself incredibly frustrated with Joshua McDaniels about halfway through the season where the Raiders yeah, had I seven plays that. in a row. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember it quite distinctly. Um, how, I just saw Red at the site of seven plays on the goal line, essentially. No, no, well, not on the goal line. It was about it was about 10 yards off. But like they had seven plays in a row. None of the passes went anywhere near a receiver. Um, <laughs> so I guess in that respect... Joshua McDaniels is worthy of this award. Um, 
did do you have a did you was he your pick? Um, he he was my pick, and I think I picked him without bringing up anyone else, aka Arthur Smith, because of my brain probably suppressing the trauma of Arthur Smith. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I just yeah, I picked Josh McDaniels mainly because that team was just. I, I just think that they, that team does actually have quite a good you know personnel group you know they've got some really good defenders you know offensively I think the line isn't great but you know you do have some really good receivers there obviously you know with Adams and you know I don't think Derek Carr deserves as much stick as he gets and I, I just think that that team has just been completely mishandled and I think they might be tearing up an okay team this offseason and I, I don't know if that is the right thing to do but you know, I think Josh McDaniels has had a very, very poor um, start to his uh, tenure with the Vegas Raiders. But Arthur Smith, I think I would like to change my nomination to him because <laughs> of everything we've already said. I, you know, I don't really need to say anymore because I'm just going to get wound up again. So, yeah. Um, either of them, fine. Worthy winners. But I think based on how rattled I currently am about, you know, pits and that, I'm going to go with Arthur Smith. It's not even just pits, well, it's London as well. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm so it, frustrated. It, right. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. stop it. Just, I don't want to... The thing is, I actually really like Tyler Algier. I, I did really enjoy him this year, but I think he got lucky with him because they dropped him in the fifth round and, you know, you had a uh, passing getting hurt and all that. So I think Arthur, Arthur Smith got lucky there. And maybe Algier saved him from the initial list. But yeah, he still sucks. Well, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I do know for a fact that if all three of you want to change to Arthur Smith, you can give him the win. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy to change. Yeah, I, I am too. Ash. I think it's Yeah, but anyway. make it a hat trick. Make it a yeah, hat trick. There we go. Fantastic. Right. There we go. Arthur Smith, our new winner of the Hugh Jackson. What um, drama? Rip... A late <laughs> Late drama in first and ten. Yeah. Ripped away from Josh McDaniels at the last second. He didn't um... have, he did, didn't even have a vote ten minutes ago. <laughs> That's some comeback, honestly. I have to say, um I was slightly disappointed my vote didn't even make the nominations list. Um I have a feeling I'm going to get some pushback for this. Is Brandon Staley, um, oh. mainly just because of the multiple years of just questionable decision after questionable decision with one of the most talented player groups. I know the Chargers have a lot of injuries, but he also doesn't help himself by playing them in meaningless games and risking them again. <laughs> I, it is generally I I don't know how you cope Ash, because I'm so frustrated just watching as a neutral, um, but yeah he 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 was my absolutely my vote um didn't make the nominations list. If it is, I think I've but, cut them off by mistake. I've cut them off too early when I was copying uh, them over. Him and Ron did both get in with a vote each, but um yeah that's that's my bad. That's <laughs> absolutely fair enough. Um. You know, maybe he'll get a bit more love in our own personal awards that we've come up with. Um, <laughs> I'll start with mine. Uh, I've gone with the well. I'm not sure what to name it yet. Um, I would give all credit to Giant Safety Julian Love, who came up with, essentially gave me the idea from Good Morning Football. It's the dead weight of the year award. So this is someone could be a player, could be a coach on one of the top teams who just isn't pulling their weight. And my nomination is Nick Sirianni. Um, he, oh, he, I, I can't stand him for a start. <laughs> but I, I, but I, also, I also just don't think... He, I, I, like, as, as in Julian Love's words, um, he's got a team full of dogs there, and he's not... Basically, he doesn't really have to do anything. Um Dave, does anyone spring to mind when I think of, when you try to think of a dead weight on one of the league's best teams? Um, I don't know. I might I might just go go bold and just go Aaron Rodgers or something, you know, and just throw him in there <laughs> just because you know can't stand the man really. So um, yeah, I'll go with Aaron Rodgers. Why not? 
Well, I didn't mean for this award to get so personal so quickly, but I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more fun that way, though, isn't it? <laughs> who, 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 who do you dislike the most in the league, Miles? <laughs> who do I dislike the most? Um, the thing is, right, and this, this, like, I think through fantasy football, I just don't really. I've had to put away my irrational hatred for like every single player. Whereas I watched the NFL and I'd be like, oh god, I hate him. Oh, I don't like him. You know, I used to really despise the Seahawks. Anyone that played for, I just hated them. And then I drafted Wilson one year and I loved him. And so I don't really dislike anyone that is like not letting me down. So basically, all the players I don't like play for the Patriots because they're the ones I have to watch every week and they're the ones that annoy me the most. So I don't think he's a dead weight, but. I, just, I mean, I just don't like Mac Jones. I want to like Mac Jones. But... I'll definitely vote for him. Like, well, I, I, just... I, I think he's a reasonable vote for a dead weight, to be fair. And there's quite a lot of dead weight there going around. So, I mean, he was I literally mean, a dead but... weight as though carrying off the field that day. So, you know, yeah. fits perfectly. I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I think someone that may have dragged their team back, I would say, I would go with Zach Wilson because... He they invested a lot of draft capital in him, so you know, contract wise, he's you know getting paid a fair wedge, and they kind of he's kind of messed up their QB plans and everything because they've got a pretty good team there, and now they don't really have a quarterback and they don't really know what to do. So I think Zach Wilson is a bit of a dead weight, but as is you know Mac Jones, so I think maybe it's an AFC East thing, you know, maybe, I don't know, but yeah. I think those two just have not really done their fit teams any favours recently. But I didn't really expect much from Mac, so I guess but I didn't expect much from Wilson either. This is tough. I'm gonna to go with Mac because it affects me personally. It's clearly a lot of dead weight going on in on the East Coast. Maybe they need to dump it all in the sea along with the rest of the team. Um <laughs> Ash, have you got anyone who springs to mind? <laughs> Um, I would say two quarterbacks at a moment that are probably massive dead weight in regards to what they put up this season and the amount of money they're getting paid would be Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. They've been they've got huge contracts and the standard of football them to put up, even though Watson's was a short, limited experience, it was pretty dire. Um, he came just came in and was stone cold. Uh, they were better off, if I'm honest, here at carrying Jacoby Brissett for the rest of the way. They might have even had a chance of sneaking in the back door of the playoffs um, if they did. But Watson was just terrible. Kyler Murray was terrible. I would probably say them two guys um, that springs to mind. The only other guy maybe I could think of... Uh, Zach Wilson, yeah, you mentioned Zach Wilson. So, yeah, they're, they're probably the guys I would say so that leaves me in a difficult position because I was hoping it was going to be a dead tie and I could just claim Nick Sirianni as the winner for them. Um, <laughs> it's your award, though. So. Well, I guess Zach Wilson technically got one and, what, a fifth vote? So I think you named about five players there, Ash. So we'll go for <laughs> one of the fifth votes to Zach Wilson. Um, he takes home the dead weight. And, Miles, have you got any particular awards you're dying to hand out um i i do but i can't remember the um thing so one of them was the best game winning drive of the year and i can't remember what game winning drive i had in my head at the time (laughs) so it's it's a pretty pointless award now because i can't actually remember which one i was gonna pick so i should have really written it down at the time but i think next year i will pay more attention and i'll have (laughs) have something to say this time next year for the best game winning drive because there have been so many times where, you know, you've been watching one of the later games on Red Zone and, you know, you're in the witching hour and you're just like, oh, can they do it? Can you a magnificent drive? And you're like, wow, that was that was that was fantastic. And that's what I had in my head. And I had a certain one, but I can't did remember he what it the is. Rams? That was good, wasn't it? Uh, at the end, did he? Um... What, what, Baker? Oh, nice. Yeah, Baker's a good show. Yeah, but the thing is with that, it was more, that was just really poor. Yeah. play calling because you know they could have you know I just they're playing press and they just ran past them and there you were in you play his own you drop four you do cover three cover four 
that this probably the game over. But yeah, so that was uh yeah, that was I don't think that was due to the Rams being fantastic. It was good though, but that wouldn't have been my best. But I can't oh, remember what mine is, so I would pretty... just give it to Brady just as a just an honorary award. <laughs> what 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 drive though? Against the Rams, like he had a he had a good one. Oh, I sorry, I thought you were talking about Rams against. Oh no, no, Brady Braden. against the Rams. Yeah, Ram. yeah. Oh right, okay. Yeah, Brady against the Rams. That was a decent. That's the only one I can really remember, to be honest. Like, it's a, it's been a weird yeah, season with those little things. It's uh, I think that's an award that you need to think of at the time. You're like, oh, that was yeah. really good. That's gonna go. That's going on a list, and then, yeah. I like how you're critiquing your own selection. Yeah, no, I, I am. You know, I'm, I'm holding myself accountable. You know. <laughs> I would like to apologise for not thinking this through enough um, <laughs> or remembering or writing stuff. I usually write loads down to prepare for the podcast because I like to be prepared and I didn't. And you've trained that a load, I well, forgot I did this, but yeah. Then you've trained that a load early it, on, didn't he, I think? For me, if it helps, Smiles, uh, the one that jumps out to me immediately is Tua against the Ravens. Um, I, I mean... And for me personally, that would like obviously as a massive comeback, and the whole the game as a whole was like just this massive comeback against them. Reason just made a habit of shipping massive leads this mm. season, but yeah, particularly that last drive to win it. I it, for some reason it sticks out in my head. Well, I'm glad. No. I'm glad that we've got that, a. That, glad we've got so that wasn't the one you were thinking there. of. Then. No, I honestly, I I'm really annoyed that I can't remember because it must have been so good. I thought we need to create an award for this so that it can win, and <laughs> now I can't remember it. I'm actually, I'm actually quite <laughs> pissed off. So yeah, we'll just come back for a special like five minute episode like, next week. <laughs> yeah, and you remember. when I remember, it'll be like I'll just be like walking down the street and like it'll be next season or something. I'll be like, oh, he yeah. he did that. He did that again. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> But... Ash, can you do anything to help jog miles? Um, <laughs> not game-winning drives. There was a there was a few game like moments in like crazy moments this year. Um, off the top of my head, I mentioned earlier. I think the, the two the the two huge comebacks. Obviously, the one in the playoffs, which is a, a deep scar that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Was <laughs> obviously the Jags, um, but the one on Thursday on the. Thanksgiving Thursday night football obviously most of the NFL fans would have stayed up and watched that um and over here obviously it was it was um, normal time and like over there obviously they had their Thanksgiving dinners but the Minnesota against the Colts comeback was pretty outstanding that was probably one of my games of the year um there was a few plays this year that was pretty nuts like maybe the Nye Hines uh, double pump return you had the Josh Allen fumble on his goal line and then the Vikings flipped back and got them. Um, there was a few plays like that. You had the Patriots mad play against the Raiders. I think it was the Raiders. Oh, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, but yeah. where the where they threw it and then threw uh. it back and then there was a fumble. That was like that was a crazy ending to the game. That was so stupid. That was so annoying. I just couldn't believe it. Oh, I was so pit- great. You got me wrapped. Right <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Um, so there's there was a few there was a few mad plays and, and bits and pieces, but game winning drives can't really think of any off the top of my head. To be honest, the one probably probably the one that stands out the most is the one you said, which was the two against the Ravens. Actually, was probably the one that does stand out the most. Fair enough. Looks like we have a winner for that one. Then uh, two wins the drive of the year or game winning drive of the year. Apologies. Um, Ash, do you have any awards of yourself of your own that you'd like to? Um, put forward? I would say like fantasy surprise this year. I would say there was a couple of big shocks of how well some players did. I think that um, I would say there was probably the all around season as a whole season. I would say Josh Jacobs was probably one of the biggest surprises of how how good he was all year. Um, Armand Ra St. Brown looks the real deal would probably be another one. And then maybe second half of the season, especially playing Superflex, um, would be Justin Fields. Um, just the, the what mammoth points he was putting up in that span where he was rushing so much before he got injured. I would probably say fantasy surprises would be out of them three. Yeah, well, running backs do tend to be quite valuable for fantasy football, don't they? So no surprise Justin Fields is up there. 
Um, uh, Miles, uh, any picks from yourself? Um, so I had like I think one of my other award category was like best fantasy value fantasy pick, which I guess sort of is the same as fantasy surprise. Yeah. And I think in my head I had Tyler Algier for that because he put up I think he put up over a thousand yards this season, yeah, and he, he did, was yeah. just yeah he was just really solid. And I think you know the year Patterson had the year before. And the fact that Algier was drafted in the fifth round, I kind of think people just thought, oh, he's second or third string at best, you know, or a bit bit of a bruiser whilst, whilst Patterson does sort of everything else. And, yeah, he was just solid. He showed great speed. And I just, yeah, thought he was excellent. I've drafted him in a couple of leagues um, in the rookie, fancy rookie. I just had a good feeling, liked his tape. And, yeah, thought he was solid. But I didn't think he would be, you know, that good because didn't think he had that much playing time but he did and yeah thought he was great so for me he was my fantasy surprise of the season fair enough uh and dave any particular standouts from yourself um i mean jamal williams i guess um when is uh he's sort of the main reason that um swift was in the flops really wasn't he because of what do you have 17 touchdowns or something in the end more than that, wasn't it? I think I can't remember how many it was now. Yeah, a lot of touchdowns anyway, and I think he uh, he was very valuable in fantasy. But yeah, I think the sort of same sort of names that we mentioned is yeah, it's a tough one, really, isn't it? Because yeah, it's just sort of someone drafted late who uh, who was valuable. But um, yeah, for me, yeah, Williams for me, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah any of these, any of these could win, really. Yeah, I um, I'll be honest, no one's really springing to mind. I guess I don't play fantasy enough. That's clearly I need to join more leagues. Yeah, next you have year. too much of a life. Yeah, so yeah, I need, I need to. Yeah. Everyone else is dropping out of leagues. I need to be taking up all of their orphan teams. Yeah. That's what I need to be doing. Um, Ash, do you, so I, I guess you get to crown the winner, the winner on that one. Um, oof. I'll, I'll go. Uh, to be fair, I'll go with Dave's one because that Jamal Williams is a great shout. To be fair, putting up a thousand yards, seventeen TDs, um, and that most of them they would probably pick him up as a backup. Um, probably like the last few rounds as a backup to Swift. So yeah, Jamal Williams, I'd say then. Good shout. Fair enough. Um, and Dave, I know you've already come up with pretty much every category, but do you have any other surprises up your sleeve for a final one to finish off? Yeah, it was real. It was tough to come up with categories like offensive player of the year and MVP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot, of, a lot of thinking there. Um, but yeah, I, I've gone for worst coordinator of the year. Um, this was tough, to, tough for me to come up with a nomination, to be honest. But um, I did come to the conclusion that the worst offensive coordinator I've ever seen in my life um, ruined Sunday after Sunday, um, and you know the odd Thursday and Monday too. But yeah, Matt Patricia. I hope I yes. never see him yes. involved in football <laughs> ever again. Um, just a vile man who. <laughs> As yeah, I I despise him. He he is the worst thing to ever happen to the Patriots. Um, despite being involved in Super Bowls, I will take away take oh. away his rings, take away everything, every every bit of history he's got to do with this team, and uh, yeah, just fire him into the sun or something. I don't know. That's fine by yeah. me, really. But yeah, I'm happy to hear other nominations. I do remember rubbing my hands in glee at the thought of him being. The offensive coordinator, along with Joe Judge, um, I, I remember yeah, a lot of talks surrounded surrounded about around not knowing which one of the two of them would be calling plays for the offense. Which I mean, it was just absolutely perfect storm heading into the season, and it went about as well as I could have hoped for. Um, but yeah, I, I find it tough to pick him because of that because I enjoyed you know the whole point of an offensive coordinator to create this really wants to watch and for me that's exactly what Matt Patricia did um, <laughs> so I think it's tough to pick him I think for the sake of being able to name the trophy the Lombardi let's go for now former Chargers offensive coordinator uh, Mike Lombardi Joe <laughs> <laughs> Joe Lombardi <laughs> oh, is it? Who's Mike Lombardi? Who uh, he's the one. The really annoying, like, yeah, the one, the the like analy- analysis, analysis, yeah. analyst, analyst. Oh, that one. Well, you know what? They're all the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Joe Lombardi like, for sure is definitely the worst coordinator by a country mole. 
to give someone average depth of target eight yards when you've got a freaking cannon like Herbert's got is insulting yeah. to an offensive scheme. So for me, good riddance to that geezer. And the reason he only got a job is because of his last name. <laughs> Roll on Kellen Moore. And certainly, certainly not because of his first name, which is completely no. irrelevant. And, Apparently so, yeah. And, average, and, and, average joke. And, yeah, average Mike, I'd say. Um, Dave, uh, who's your? I mean, I guess you get the pick of the two. Who are you taking? I mean, Mars, have you got have you got someone else other than Patricia? I'm happy to hear it out. Or uh, um, no, I re- I really do just have Matt Patricia. I was when you were talking and describing him without name dropping. I was like Matt Patricia. I didn't want to but but butt in, but yeah, I was itching to say. <laughs> sorry, Matt Patricia, sorry so. I assumed it was unanimous from the two people. Yeah, and the, I think I it's right. The, yeah. the reason he's so shit is because <laughs> right, even Mac Jones thinks he's shit. Do you know how shit you have to be <laughs> at play calling and coming up with schemes? for Mac Jones, Mac Noodle Arm Jones to think you're shit. Like, honestly, like, I remember there were, there were a couple of games where he was, like, visibly annoyed with Matt Patricia, and I'm thinking, how boring and bad does your offense have to be where this guy thinks it sucks? Like, oh, Matt, honestly, like, he's so bad. He's so bad. That, God, that I've been so rattled this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's just a, a good episode to vent on, really, I think, and then we can just move on into the off-season. All happy, then. Um, it's so nice uh, to be in a rare position where I'm actually the happiest person on the podcast. And you know what? Yeah, at least in the room. Obviously, I'm I'm not expecting a Super Bowl. I'm heavily rooting for the Chiefs this weekend. Um, And if they don't win, that will severely affect my mood. But uh, (laughs) for the moment, I'm very happy. Um, And yeah, so that seemed, I think that we've just about covered every award we possibly could. Um, any party words for us, Dave? Um, just as usual, just like fuck Matt Patricia, really. Um, <laughs> that's sort of about it, really. Fair enough. Miles, anything similar for you? Um, I'm not gonna get drawn into getting rattled and rolled up. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be <laughs> calm. Um, I don't regret anything I've said, obviously. Um, I, it all came from a, a place of meaning, but uh, I'm just you know, I'm gonna be calm and say, look. We all we all love this really silly sport and we all hate the same people, it seems, so that's good. So yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. Fair enough. Ash, any passing words for yourself? Um no real passing words this weekend, other than I'm glad that we have got a new offensive coordinator and I'm glad that everyone is jealous that we've got a good offensive coordinator now. So hopefully we can get to the promised land in 2024. Well, he did, of course, call that play that we've just nominated for the worst game <laughs> of the year. Very true. I hate to rain as a phrase, Ash, but... Uh... Lombardi's one would have been worse, though. Let's, let's just put that to bed. That's because Mike Lombardi hasn't called a play like, in his whole That's life, true. has he? Like, in fairness to him. Like... I don't think he's called a game in about 20 years. Yeah. So, you can't be too harsh on him. Yeah, and for me, I'm just going to try and keep up my zen-like states and go off to a darkness retreat with Aaron Rodgers over the summer and <laughs> just try and hopefully keep this up going into next season because I don't want to wind myself up when the Giants inevitably take the wrong pick in the draft because that will inevitably happen. It's too good at the moment for me to be happy forever. And the Eagles will yeah. win the Super Bowl. Everything <laughs> will come crashing to pieces. So, I'm, yeah, I'm off to a darkness retreat with Aaron Rodgers. Um See, we'll have plenty of draft content for you coming up. Um, But yeah, stay tuned and we'll see you in a bit.